in the condition of the church today that's rare. Um, there are few fathers, and we have a father. How many of y'all believe that? Do you believe it? Uh-oh. Yes, Lord. If you believe it, you'll be letting him father you. Amen. You'll be letting the word father you. And, and so we're grateful. Um, I want to give honor to my wife and my, fam my, my family. I thank God for my wife and my children. And, um, we just got an awesome house. Amen. We're expecting our mom expecting child number four. Amen. I'm excited about that. About 40 days. Amen. Two girls and two boys. Uh, and faith is birth, has birthed destiny and promise. Is that all right? I like that. That's good. Um, so thank God for my family and Denitrick and Jackson and all that they are and all that they do. Um, I'm reminded more and more how important it is that we hear in this season. Let me tell you what God said, and then I'm going to tell you, and we're gonna, I'm going to share with you the heart of God from, from the word. Tell you what God said to me concerning hearing. This is a vital season that you hear, right. that you hear, that you put emotions aside and put feelings aside and hear bib with biblical ears, uh, hearing in such a way that heeds and leaves and lives and do's, you know, what it is that, that you heard. And so I'm going to teach this morning. I'm going to try to get my Charles Stanley in a little bit and really make sure that I communicate exactly what God has, has, has shared for me to communicate. Why? Because the more you hear, the more permission you give the Holy Spirit to deal with you off what you heard. The only thing you cannot do once you hear is go back and unhear. You can't do that. All right. So so it's vital that we hear uh, in this season in a way that says, you know, that I'm going to leave and I'm going to heed what I hear. Gone are the times of coming to church and sitting in the pews and having a nice Sunday morning meal and leaving and going to sleep. You know what we do after we eat good? We sleep good. Well, it, as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. Many times after we eat a good meal, we go to sleep. Uh, and so gone are the days where we're able to do that. I believe God is challenging us to eat and go and work, uh, work out our faith uh, that, we, that we've gotten um, from what the word has released into us. I'm, I'm excited. So... Um, Let's go into the word. Let's do that. Let's go into the word. If we would stand to our feet, we're going to read this in unison. And after that, Jackson, we're going to go to Malachi chapter 4 and verse 6, which is one of my favorite lifetime scriptures. And then we're just going to talk about those two texts. And we're going to visit Judges. And um, after you understand faith, the biblical definition of faith, Calling those things that are not as though that, that be not as though they were. After you understand hope that is seen is not hope. After you understand that, it transforms the entire Bible. Tell you something about the word. It is a living word. You know how I know it's living? Because I can read this scripture today and it can speak to me something where I am now. I can read that scripture three years from now and it will speak to me something where else where I am that time. How can it not? How can it do that unless it's living? It's, living. it's, a, li it's a living word. 
So, so, so some of you have read and heard the scriptures that we have read today, but you haven't heard what they said yet. <laughs> and it's awesome how the, how the word works. All right, let's read this together. One, two, three. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Malachi 4 and 6. For the Son of Man had come to seek and to save that which was lost. What was lost? We need to talk about that. And it's, there's a revelation there. Because that's what Jesus came to do. If this was the actual Bible, that would have been written in red. He said that. Amen? Malachi 4 and 6. I'd like to read this together as well. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to the father, lest... I come and smite the earth with a curse. Very, very, very serious charge right there at the end of the Old Testament. Father God, we thank you. We know the word is blessed. You receive the glory. And we, God, will act out what we hear. We thank you that, the, that that hearing is sharp today. And we thank you that the word is sharp. And we thank you, Lord, that 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 when they meet, it would produce, uh, the word would be profitable today as we mix our faith with what we hear. Amen. So, Here's the world's mentality, and here is how the world operates. Y'all ready for it? I'm going to try. Give me a notepad today. Uh, all right. He, here's how the world operates. I see, therefore, I believe. That's, what the, that's, the, that's, that's the world summed up. I see, therefore, I believe. So, this is how the kingdom of God operates. The kingdom of God comes along and says, God said, therefore, I believe. All right. So we have over here, I see, therefore, I believe. Show me and I'll believe it. We have over here, all I got to do is hear. And if God said it, that settles it. I believe it. All right. The two are diametrically opposed to each other. Right. You got to understand that. You cannot be on both sides and you cannot be neutral. Amen. Your whole purpose for living, the legacy you leave when you die to the next generations after you, even your eternity depends on which one of those sides you are on. Right. Very important. All right. I'm going to try to make this as plain as possible. I need to share this again. You cannot be neutral. Why can't you be neutral? You can't be neutral because you're a being. Let, let me explain this. We are all human what? Beings. Okay? If you are a human being, that means you have to be something. You got to be something. It's not like I can exist in life and not be. You're a being. So you're going to be something. There is no doubt you're going to be something. This is what it comes down to. What determines what you be? Listen to this. What you believe. Can we just be, I'm going to just, we're going to just be simple. Listen, if you've ever wondered what determines what you be, what you believe. Okay, so, so being, I'm a human being. 
I got to be. I can't stand in neutral and just decide I'm not going to be anything. No, you've got to be something. Even your choice not to be is being something. All right. Being is synonymous with identity, Jermaine. Okay. let me read you the definition for identity. The definition for identity in Webster's is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Identity is being what you is. Okay. That's your identity. So the the definition of identity uses the word being. They're synonymous with each other. So let's go back and let's revisit Luke 19. And what did it say? Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Let me first define what was lost. Original identity was lost. Boy, this is good. This is good already. We lost original identity. Man. Sin took away original identity. So Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so what is our original identity? Our original identity is God's image and God's likeness. That was our original identity. You're teaching your children who they are in God and how to look like God. You're teaching them their original identity. Listen, you're not teaching them their established identity, their inherited identity. Listen, uh, we're going to deal with it in a second. There's a difference between establishing your identity and inheriting your identity. We are called to inherit original identity. I almost want to get ahead of myself. Okay. Listen. You were supposed to inherit your identity. Have just a Selah moment with that. Listen, listen to this, and it's going to blow your mind. You were never supposed to be born and then establish who you are. This was never supposed to happen, okay? You were never supposed to be born and try to figure out who you are. I just want to know who I am and where I belong. You were never supposed to do that. There's a reason that that takes place in our culture But you are supposed to inherit who you are from an identity transferring entity called the father. All right. Come on. My God. Woo. Woo. A father is an identity transferring entity. A son is a identity receiving entity. All right. Come on. That's good. Ooh. Ooh, man. See. That tells us that your identity was supposed to be transferred throughout the course of the history of father's son relationships that came before you. Can I get one man volunteer? I need to illustrate this. Bam, Elder Charles. I'll finna call you if you didn't stand up. All right. Elder Charles. Now, now let me get you can stand right down here. Let me get that. Yeah. Let me get some young people. Come on. Some young men, young boys. Come on up. Stand behind. Stand, line up for Elder Charles. That's good. We just need one of them. Elder Charles. Let me see how them hands are. Oh, he still got it. Don't nobody tell you he ain't got it no more. All right. No, no, no. Don't line up. Elder Charles, fa- face this way. Face me. Watch how this works. Face me. Come here, Jayla. Face him. Mm-mm-mm. Watch this right here. Come here, Ty. Watch this. Stand back. Back to him. Now, come here, Joe. Come here, Joe. All right. 
Stand right here. No, matter of fact, let's spread this out some. Come on, come on, Javante. Stand behind Joe with your back to Joe. Come on. Joe Cur Joseph Curtis Mary right here. No, uh, yeah, with your back to him. Come on, Jermaine. Y'all see the pattern there? Come on, Ray. Come on, Ray. This is how you're supposed to receive your identity. Now, here's Raekwon down here. Now, turn, turn, turn that way. And Raekwon has been born, and Raekwon has an identity. He has to receive a certain, he has, there's an identity he, is, he, is, he needs to receive. The purpose he was born is because there's someone that Raekwon is in eternity that he's not become in time yet. If he's ever going to become in eternity, who he, in time, who he is in eternity, which is our original identity, he has to receive that from a father. So here is generations. Okay? Now transfer your identity, father. Now turn around and transfer your original identity. Now what? Hold on. This is original identity. Jalen did not transfer to tie his identity. God. Right. Man, I wish. Right. Listen to this. He transferred original identity. Mm -hmm. That's good. Come on, sir. So here's Jesus Come on. who came to seek and to save yeah. original identity. And he entrusted this to the father. And he cared for and guarded original identity and valued it enough to say, here you go. Come on. And he get valued and say, here you go. And he valued and say, here you go. Come on, transfer identity. Now transfer identity. Now you have your original identity and get for father. Give God a hand clap of praise. All right. He got his original identity. Now, let me tell you what happened. All right. Come on, Jalen. You can't intercept. We got to deal with this. Andrew, wait, Lord, put him in football. Listen. For every one of God's institutions, Satan has a substitution. For every one of God's revelations, Satan has an imitation. All right? So Satan has infiltrated, not infiltrated, Satan has duplicated and, 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 and made a false version of this system, father-son system, and he calls it daddy boy. There is a father-son relationship and there is a daddy boy relationship. All right. So what is a daddy boy relationship? Here's original identity. Transfer the identity. Come on. Original identity. Transfer it. Transfer it. All right. Hold, 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 Now, Ty, listen. When you grow up, you're going to have a family. Don't ever leave your family, all right? But today, you're going to leave your family. Ty left his family. Whoa. Hold on. Ty didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Ty had better things to do. Mm -hmm. My God. Joe is now fatherless. My Original identity has stopped here. My God. Come on. My God. Joe, do me a favor. Get your identity off the ground. Wait, hold, hold on. Listen. Hold on, hold on. Y'all got to catch this. So Joe says, I'm going to create my identity based off what I see around me and what I see when I look in the mirror. It define, I'm going to define who I am based off what I see around me. So Joe now has an identity. Now turn around and pass your identity. You just passed identity, but hold on. You did not pass original identity. You passed established identity. You were never supposed to establish yourself. You were supposed to receive yourself because you're a receiving identity entity. 
So now you broke this down. Ty broke this down. Now, and Ty, you good. I promise you, a good guy. But he broke this down. Y'all get what happened? Okay, now pass this on. Pass this on. Now, Raekwon has identity. I'm going to teach my boy how to fix cars. He's going to be a mechanic. And, teach him how to fix cars. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not his identity. So now he learned he can fix anything under the hood. But he got a gun and sits in his house with a gun in his lap trying to figure out why he should keep, he should keep living. All right, man. Come on. Come on, sir. Because he never received original identity. Now, he had, he, he, somewhere along the line, one of these people became multimillionaires. And they passed, let me teach you business. Let me teach you how to earn money. Let me teach you how to be this great sports star. And now they sit in their room and they got a trophy rack full of trophies and a bank account with enough money where they can't spend it. But they got six women in six different rooms. And they're still sitting with a gun on their lap trying to figure out why they should keep living. Original identity. Original identity stopped. It never got passed. You were supposed to inherit that. Listen to me, young girls, young boys. Listen to me, okay? Because I could have easily put a girl here. Young girls, young boys, because y'all got to receive identity to young women. Listen to me. If there is a father that is trying to pass along identity to you, you better take it. You better take it. Why? Malachi 4 and 6. I came to turn the hearts of the fathers to the son, hearts of the sons to the fathers, lest I what? Smite the earth with a what? Curse. Listen to me. What is earth? The Bible says we place this treasure in what? Earthen vessels. We are earthen vessels. I need to make, give you a revelation. When God said he's going to smite the earth with a curse, he ain't talking about he's going to smite the trees. When God said he's going to smite the earth with a curse, he's not talking about he's going to make the plants not grow berries. No, he's talking about you. He's talking about me. You will actually curse your life when you refuse to receive fathering. Okay. 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 Uh, Proverbs 31. Beauty is deceitful. Charm is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. First Peter chapter three. Do not adorn yourself with outward beauty and 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 make uh, and jewels and, and the, but your beauty comes from within a quiet spirit that God adores. Okay, what is that? What did I just speak? Not uh, not identity, original identity. Now, identity established identity in the world says your beauty comes from what? Easy, breezy, beautiful. Come on. Come on. Your, your identity comes from how long your hair is, how, what the color of your eyes are, the fairness of your skin. That is established identity and it's deceitful and it's garbage because it's all going to go away. All you got to do is live long enough. That's why people trying to alter their nose, alter their lips, alter their, trying to stay at an identity that was never supposed to be your identity. But what if somebody come along and tell you, no, your beauty comes from your fear of God. And what if you receive that while you're trying to make yourself up? But what if you don't receive that? It brings a curse on you. Where literally now, you now spend time trying to attract men with because of a beauty that you was never supposed to attract them with. So you attract men that like that. Remember what I said? Now, catch what I said. They like that. They don't like you. 
They didn't come for you. They came for it. Now, curses. What is a curse? A curse, it sits with you. Thank you. Y'all can have a seat. Y'all give God a hand clap of praise. Let's go back to Joe for a minute. You see what happened with Joe? Joe, daddy left. Right? Daddy was either, listen, listen to this. Daddy either was, either was absent or daddy was present, but never received his original identity. Therefore, all he had to pass was basketball player, football player, mechanic. He, all he could ha pass is the identity he came up with himself. He was never able to pass original identity. Right. All right? But guess what? Joe's not hopeless. Because guess what God said? God said, I am a father to the fatherless. So what does that mean? That means although Joe did not inherit identity from his natural father, God says, I will allow you to inherit original identity from your heavenly father through a spiritual father. You're looking at someone today that inherited original identity. Through a spiritual father, by, from, by, from a heavenly father by way of a spiritual father. Right. My father dipped. My father passed away on the run from the law for money he stole from me. Okay? A life story in, in a nutshell. Right. Okay? Never knew him. Had the whole story that all of you could get the microphone and tell. It. Am I right? right. Okay. Amen. But yet, I stand here. Come on. And I don't come from a lineage of preachers. But I stand here preaching. That was spoken over me. That was a father that interrupted and gave me an identity. God have mercy. I'm going to show you all this. I'm going to show you all this. I swear it'll change your life. It'll, young people, listen, it'll change your life. Adults, it'll change your life. Say, listen, I, I was fatherless. No, you know, you never father. You never were fatherless. That Travis Green said it. I never missed a homie, homie. I never missed a ball game. <laughs> God is saying, listen, I was there at your graduation. Listen, you were never fatherless. Right. Takes excuse away. What does it mean to have your original identity restored? Listen to this. It means to become in time who you are in eternity. Listen, walking with God is no more than a journey of discovering who you are in eternity and through faith, hope and confession, becoming that in time. That's, that's the simplified version of what it means to walk with God. God, is, as you're walking with God, God is basically just a walk of showing you, listen, this is who you are in eternity. And the more you discover of that, you through faith, hope, and confession, what is faith and hope? Calling those things that are not, that be not as though they were. Calling those things in time as though they were in eternity. Until that eternity becomes your reality, Okay. Don't have your best life now. Have your eternal life now. All right, come on, sir. That's what we're really supposed to do. You, we're supposed to have eternal life now. Now, listen, that's why it's called eternal life, because after you receive it, you have the ability to live the present tense life eternally. All right. Please understand that eternal life, we've confused eternal life with eternity. Listen, after death, I enter into eternity, but before death, I am to live eternally. Why do we think eternal life is something after we die, we go and float somewhere? 
No. Eternal life is something you receive now. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have. Present tense. Oh, my God. But have eternal life now. You know, you're supposed to live eternal life right now. How do I live eternal life? I become who I am in eternity while I'm still in time. Ooh, now I'm living eternal life. Go to Judges chapter 6, verse 11. Eternal life is different from eternity. I'm glad when you die, you're going to enter into eternity. But if you didn't live eternal life, your life in the time eternally, then you're not going to enter into eternity. Because eternal life is not something that you wait to, to, to do when you die. And your eternal life is tied to your identity. Amen. Your original identity connects you to eternal life because your original identity makes you who you are in, t- in, in eternity in time. Right. All right. So Judges chapter six, verse 11. Look at this right here. Now, this is the story of Gideon. We could go a lot of different places, but uh, God took me here. I want to share this with you and I'm going to show you why we reject the original identity. Watch this. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under the, the oak, which is in Orpha. Now, let me give you some background on this. The Midianites had been terrorizing the Israelites. OK, the Israelites were God's people and the Midianites are the enemy of God's people. And they had been terrorizing them to the point where they running and they hiding in caves. They hiding in ditches. They hiding wherever they can. They're getting food from rations from wherever they can get it. It's a horrible time right now for God's people. Now, and there came the angel of the Lord. Now, let me stop right there. I need to help you all understand something. When the Old Testament speaks of the angel of the Lord, who is it speaking of? Jesus. Please don't think Jesus showed up in the New Testament. The book of the Bible is not 66 different books. It's one book about one man. And the problem was when when the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to have a son, you are to name him Jesus. That's when Jesus, he became recognized in the earth time in time as Jesus. But he existed before that. And many times in the Old Testament, they refer to Jesus as the angel of the Lord. So what was who was it that visited here and sat under the oak? Oh, boy. It was Jesus Christ. Jesus. Who is Jesus? He's the word. Now, let's do let's look at this. That pertained to Joash the Abyssalite and his son, who Gideon. Now, his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to what? Hide from the Midianites. Okay. Now, this is the first place Gideon is mentioned in the Bible and ever spoke of. And the angel of the Lord, which is Jesus, identifies Gideon as what? Look at what he says. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou what? Mighty man of valor. You've got to understand how radical this statement is. I need you to understand how radical this statement is. Gideon is what? Hiding, trying to prepare some food so the enemy won't see it and so they won't steal it from him. Israel is in poverty. They don't even have enough food to feed their cattle. And God shows up and addresses him. By mighty man of valor. All right. Come on. God shows up and addresses him by mighty, and he's hiding in a wine press, trying to just scavenge up some food. 
You got to understand how radical it is. What does that say? That says God really showed up and addressed him based off who he were. Yes. Completely overlooking who he be. Y'all understand that? Amen. He completely overlooked who he be. What, what we got to understand? God will always overlook who you be and call you into purpose based on who you were. Right. If you're listening for a call based on who you be, Gideon was sitting here saying, there is no way. You, <laughs> you don't understand. You, you, you don't understand. God, Gideon is consumed with who he be and how things be. We're going to talk about it in a second. So, so, so now God calls him into purpose and he struggles to receive original identity because he's been deceived by what he sees about who he be. Okay, let's look at it. Watch what happens in verse 13. He said, mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. Now the word told him the Lord is with him. He said, and Gideon said unto the Lord, oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, then why has all this befallen us? If the Lord be with us and where, where's all the miracles the father said of us saying, do not the Lord, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt and now the Lord has forsaken us. Now, I just told you I'm with you. Right. And he's turned around telling God, no, you forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. My question to, to, to you is, 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 is when God shows up, when the word shows up and tells you who you were before who you be, do you respond to the word? I can't believe who I were because of who I be. Is that your response? I, I'm here to tell you that I believe that's what happens that keeps us from entering into original identity. Young people, especially young people, because the Bible says walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by eternity and what happens in the unseen. Faith is evidence of what things unseen rather than what you are able to see. So Gideon sees himself as weak. Hiding and his Manasseh is the poorest tribe in the tribe and, and, and poor. God shows up and says, mighty man of valor. Come on. And instead of saying, oh, that must be who I really am. He says, no, God, you don't understand who I be. Right. He's talking to the word. Is that what you do? Is that why you can't inherit original identity? It's just too hard to believe. <laughs> it's too hard to believe I'm mighty God. I'm hiding right now. I'm hungry. I can't even get a meal. I can't be my, mighty. God, you can't be with me. Look at what I'm going through. Is that you? Oh, he said, I'll never forsake you. He turned to God and said, Lord, now the Lord has forsaken us. I just told you I'm with you. Look at God's response. Look at verse 14. Go to 14. Watch what God says. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in thy might like I said. <laughs> He completely ignores all of his complaints and said, go in thy might. Have I not sent thee? Sent is past tense. I'm going to let you preach that to yourself. Sin is past tense. He said, am I not sending thee? No, he said, have I not sent thee? Jeremiah, Jeremiah. <laughs> I knew thee before I formed thee in thy mother's womb. And I went on ahead and appointed you as a prophet to nations. But what does Jeremiah respond with? Who I be. God, I am but a child. I cannot speak. God says, don't tell me that. Don't tell me you're a child. Because I will put the words in your mouth. God. Oh my God. 
See, I believe that that's why more people in the church are not operating in their original identity because of the deception of the enemy that says who you see is who you be. I dare you to just shout right now. Who I see is not who I be. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, see. No, no, no. If you're in here under the age of 18, I need you to say, no, I'm about, oh, you, I'm, you better, who I see, oh my God, y'all dragging. Let me tell you why you dragging, because you don't believe it. Say it. Who I see, who I see is not who I be. But can you believe it? Because remember, the, the lump sum of who you be is what you be, leave. You are no more than you believe. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thus saith the word. What does that mean? Now remember, heart. The heart is the passion factory and the faith factory. The faith house. Heart is used synonymously with, 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 with being. Okay? Who you are, your heart is used synonymously with faith. Right? Why? Because your heart touches every part of your body in a beat. Through the circulatory system. The heart pumps one time and it touches your toes all the way to your fingertips and runs everywhere in between. So your heart is synonymous with your faith. As a man seeth, thinketh in his heart, so is he. In other words, what you believe, so you will be. For better or for worse. Is that you? I, I, I'm so caught up on who I be. Well, wait a minute. Who told you who you be? If original identity didn't tell you who you be, then who you be is not who you were. And never been who you are. Be careful letting your children call themselves quiet person. I'm a quiet, I'm just a quiet person. Stop saying that. Who told you that? Where did you even get that from? So, 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 so let, let, me, let me tell you what happens and, and, and it's going to be best described, and I'm, I'm trying to get, get ahead of myself. Go to verse number 13, okay? And let me show you. Go to verse number 13. Watch this. Look at what Gideon says. He says, you've forsaken us. The first thing Gideon brings up to justify why it is impossible that God, what God said is true, is his circumstances. Let me tell you something. God's word will always disturb your being. Who you really are, who you God made you as in eternity will always disturb who you think you are and who you feel like you are. We're going to talk about a little bit more now, now, a little bit more in a second. Sometimes God will actually orchestrate situations that cause you to become uh, to, to become sick of who you be so that you will be open to become who you were. God will order your steps into something that will make you so tired of who you be. You know what I used to wonder? Why it's so hard for you to believe who you were when you don't even want to really be who you be? You don't even really want to be who you be. You're scary. You're nervous to do everything. Fear has a grip on your heart. You, 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 you lie. You don't even really want to be who you be no more. But then it's so hard for you to believe who you were in eternity before time started. Before your dysfunction made you see, see you, you got to understand much of the characteristics we have of ourselves. Our dysfunction made us that way. You stand up and say how talk about how strong you are and how you don't take no mess from nobody. No, that's because somebody left you and hurt you and made you angry. 
That's not you. That's who you made yourself. So let me tell you, let me tell you what happens when God calls him into purpose, into who he were. He starts talking about how busy the devil is, how busy the Midianites. Look at what the Midianites are doing. He brings up the Midianites in the hands of the Midianites. The Midianites was the enemy. That's what many of us do. We start talking about what the devil is doing. No, I'm trying to tell you who you were. You're righteous. You have dominion. You, but you don't understand what the enemy is doing in my life. You don't understand what the devil has done in my life. The foundation of satanic accusation is to get you to define yourself based off what you see yourself as in this earth. That's all Satan trying to do is get you to define you based off what you see about yourself. The problem is you were never meant to define to look at you to define you. So what do I do? I look around and compared to most of the other people around me, I talk less than they talk. So I must be a quiet person. I got to be a quiet person. The foundation of comparing yourselves with other people is defining yourself by yourself. Once you identify yourself by yourself, you give yourself your own identity. I must be this. I must be that. It ain't something you vocally say. It ain't even something you many times say in your mind. You just start living out and believing who you are. You, you sit in here today, but many of you all believe who you are based off who you saw yourself as. You don't believe who you are based off who God said you are. And that's the shift that the word is trying to make for us right now. That's the shift the word is trying to make for us. So now you start comparing yourselves with yourself. And that's why you, that's why you fear men so much. Because you compare yourself with other people because you gave yourself your own identity. This is very important that for young people, listen, at the age of what Derek Prince calls the age of awakening. There is an age of a young person. I talked about it yesterday at family ministry. Y'all see these young people and at around nine or 10 years old or eight or nine years old. They're very, very charismatic, love the Lord. They, they love church. You can't get them to leave. They come in here, they wave flags, they do this stuff. They sit down, they, they, they dance, they do all this stuff, right? Three years later, they enter that 12 to 13 year old stage. They walk in church, plop down on the pew. Come on. Mean mugging. Come on. Can't wait to leave. Come on. Don't even want to be here no more. They barely even speak. Come on, sir. The heads stay down where they walk. And you say to yourself, and you have all said it. Watch this. Watch, watch what we've all said. What happened to that child? I'll tell you what happened. They reached, they reached a stage of awakening. What's the stage of awakening? It's is the, is the part of a child's life where they start to figure, try to figure out what is this life about? Hold on, games is over, toys is great, whatever case may be. Like, what's the purpose of my life? Like, why am I supposed to like be here? What is like, they start trying to figure that out. At that moment, if there is no father around who has entered into original identity to help that child understand their original identity, who they are in eternity before they became who they were in time, that child will begin to develop their own, establish their own identity. Bingo. What you're watching is a child that is mad now 
because when they start to establish their own identity and try to find their place by themselves and define themselves by themselves, they started looking around and they realized they ain't as cute as everybody else, so I gotta be cuter. They try to figure out that I ain't, I, I ain't as popular as everybody, so I gotta do what I need to do to be more popular. I, I'm not as, it, 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 so, so when you start to define yourself by yourself, you start comparing yourself with others. Right. And, you, and, you, and, and all you feel is your shortcomings all over you. And that's why Facebook is so popular, because I can put a face up there that I'm not really. You see? And it gives me, at least for a, a, a second, the sense of feeling like I can compete with all of the other images I see around me. It's a dogfight for a child out there trying to establish their own identity. And they're failing. And so that's why you see the demeanor change. And they come in church and they sit down and I don't want to be here. Because nobody's taught them original identity. That's where fathers come in at. That's where fathers come in at. You know what's going to blow your mind? Gideon's name translates mighty warrior. So every time I call him Gideon, he's really being called Mighty Warrior. His dad and his family have been calling him Gideon his whole life. His whole life he's been called Mighty Warrior, yet when the angel of the Lord, when the word of God shows up and tells him you're a Mighty Warrior, it surprises him. What does that mean? That means Gideon and the people in his life, specifically the father, has not ever given him his original identity. Right. He's never been given that. The proof is, it surprises him. Go to verse number 25. Watch this. Look at Gideon's father. Gideon's father is Joash the Abyssalite. And Gideon's name means mighty warrior. But it says, and it came to pass, the first thing the Lord told him to do, listen, I'm going to send you to the Midianites, and I'm going to tell you to take their I'm, I'm going to let you take them out. They got y'all in bondage right now. One man, I'm going to use one man, and I'm going to deliver you from the Midianites. He finally says, Lord, give me a sign. In other words, now, see, because he's bound by sight. He says, give me a sign, God. You got to show me something if that's really you. Because if you really call me to be there, it's so hard for me to believe that I just need to see you see something. Is that you? Are you waiting for a sign? God, you got to show me something. Right. Because I, I, I can't believe you trying to tell me that I'm bold. You're trying to tell me that I'm righteous. You don't even understand how unrighteous I've been yesterday. No, you're righteous. Right. In who you were, you're righteous. So call yourself at, as you see yourself based on who you were. And then you'll leave who you are and become who you were. That's the only way out. That's biblical faith. That's hope. And don't ever lose that confession. I will remain confident in this. Don't ever lose that confession. Amen. Even in the midst of blatant opposition. I just did something that told me I'm unrighteous, but I'm still righteous. Because who I were is the foundation of who I be. So there is nothing that can erase who I were. Because who I were is in eternity. Right. If God made me righteous in eternity, nothing in time can ever change that. Right. I just have to be, leave it. You know what God showed me when I got started talking to God about this? He showed me a bank robber creeping in a bank. Thank God. Listen to what God showed me. Profound. Showed me a bank robber creeping in a bank. 
the robber bank. The bank robbers got two team members with them of highly trained, skilled professionals, a mechanic that knows how to work. This is what God shows me. God just shows me stuff like this. He knows how to work, crack the bank vault, and he's got a scientist that knows how to tap the right places to crack the code on the bank. You know, bank vaults have very, very, very complicated doors. They get past the security camera, get past the infrared lasers, they get to the back, and the bank vault's right there. And there's a Patel Toys R Us toy gate guarding the bank vault. I said, God, what are you saying? He said, let me tell you what those bank robbers are going to do. They see all the money back there that they came to get. And I'm sitting here looking. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to hesitate. Hey, hold on now. I got, I got scientists and mechanics with me to get this door. It can't be that easy. So it can't be hold, somebody trying to set me up. Come on, sir. Come on. It can't be that easy just to walk in there and get everything I can't. It can't be that simple. I put, I've been preparing my whole life, and for the last two or three years, I'm walking by monitoring the bank, sending people in to act like they open a bank account so I can see where the camera's at. I've been doing this, preparing for two years for this door to be here. I've been thinking in my mind, this was hard. It can't be that easy. Let's go, girl. Mm -mm. Nah, nah, nah. That's a setup. That's a setup. Walk away. Michelle, but that's what we do. It can't just be only belief. I'm a thinker. I, I'm an understander. I, I need to, this needs to make, it can't, I can't just have to just believe who I were to enter into who I were while I be. It can't be that easy. That's why many are called, but few are chosen. Because it can't be that easy. It can't be that simple. Because the enemy's trick has been this is hard. This is hard to follow God. No, it's simple. Only believe. Thank you, Lord. Only believe and anything is possible. Right. Young people, only believe. Only believe. <laughs> Come on, sir. Let the fathering and the spirit of truth coming through the word tell you who you are in eternity and then only believe. It can't be that simple. And so he walks away. All I do is open the gate, walk in. It's got to be a trick to this. I got to go and pray for four hours like I heard somebody say that. I, I got to have this experience. There's got to be something. No. Only believe. What does it mean? What is biblical belief? Calling those things that are not as though they were. How do you know you believe it? Speak it. You want me to prove it? Ask your child when they get home to say out aloud, I am the righteousness of God with passion and boldness and watch what happens. Watch what happens. Say it. I am the righteousness of God. Oh, Come on, sir. and I ain't even being funny. Why? Nah, it, I can't. You see, 
trick of the enemy. Gideon, name is mighty warrior. The problem is his father has an altar of Baal and worships another god. The first thing God says is, listen, if you're going to go and do walk into the original identity, if you're going to receive your original identity, you got to tear down your father's altar of Baal. I ain't even sending you to the Midianites. First assignment, go and tear down the altar of Baal that your father built. In other words, first you got to get free from what you let father you. Because truth be told, what you let father you have given you identity outside of the original identity of mighty warrior. What you let father you told you, you scared. What you let father you told you, you're fearful. That's why you're hiding in the wine presses when I found you. God have mercy. Oh, you don't believe it? Go down to verse number 27. Watch this. Look at verse number 27. God told him to tear down his father's altar. He said, okay, God, I'll go and I'll tear down your father, my father's altar. But look at what it says in verse number 27. Gideon took men and servants and did as the Lord said unto him. And, and, and so it was. But because he what? Feared his father's household and the men of the city that he could not do it by day. He did it at night. He feared the men. You fear the men, don't you? <laughs> you fear men. Because he feared the men of the city. So he, he said, he said, he, he's bound by fear because he let his father, what fathered him, identify him. How do you tell what's fathering you? Whatever is giving you are your identity. In, in the place of your original identity. That's what fathered you. Who you dress like. Who influences how you do your hair. Who do you get passionate about? Then they have a role in forming your identity. They have a role in forming your identity. So he said, you got to break free of your fathers. And that's what I, I believe God wants to say to them. Listen, y'all need to break. We need to break free from what has fathered us and break free from the bondage of sight if we're ever going to enter into original identity. So now God, Gideon went back to God and said, God, now God, he went and bought God a, a meal and put the meal on the rock. He said, God, if it's you, then you're going to have to prove it to me. He put the meal on the rock. God touched the rock with his uh, staff. Jesus touched the rock with his staff. Fire came up out of the rock. Y'all imagine that? Look at this. I mean, I don't know what size the rock was. He couldn't be no railroad track rocks because he said a meal on it. I don't know what kind of rock it was, right? Fire came out of the rock. Visualize this. Consumed the meal. The spirit of the Lord disappeared. The angel of the Lord disappeared. He fell on his knees and said, oh, my God, I'm going to die because no man has seen the face of God. The Spirit of God said, boy, you ain't going to die. Because that was Jesus. Okay. He gets up, goes and destroys the father's, the, uh, 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 goes and destroys the father's altar. And he said, God, I still can't believe this. You don't see this army. They camp in the valley down there. And the Bible says that it was too much to count even their camels. God, you remember he's bound by fear and sight because that's the bondage of those who identify themselves by themselves. Right. And so what happens is he sees that and says, no way, God, there's no way. OK, you have to give me one more sign. Now, he doesn't saw the fire come up and burn up the noodles. It's like, sir. What else? And the man disappeared from under the tree. You ever, you ever seen somebody disappear? 
God, I'm going to put the fleece on the, the floor. And in the morning, if I wake up and there's water on the fleece and the floor is dry, then I'll believe you. He wakes up in the morning, there's water on the fleece and the ground is dry. He said, God, one more time. See, you don't see these people's, you don't see these people's arms, man. Come on. Think about what you do now when God try to give you original identity through the word. Think about what you do. Think about what you do. God, you don't see. I'm going to put the fleece back on the floor if I wake up in the morning and the ground is wet and let the fleece be dry. I don't want to see. God, please humor me. Wakes up back in the morning. God does it. He says, okay, I'll go. I'll go. I had to see something. God says, you see, we New Testament now. He said, you see because you believe, you believe because you see. He said, but blessed are those. But do that, do not see and still believe. See, the blessing, I'll use you, Gideon, but the blessing, the capital B blessing, is for those who do not see and still believe. You have no excuse in New Testament because original identity is standing in front of you. And I died to have that transferred to you. So Gideon asked for a sign. God gives him three and still uses him. They asked for a sign in the New Testament. He says, you wicked and perverse generation. I will give you no such thing. Wait, this is the same Jesus that humored Gideon for three different requests. And you can't do that for me? No, because I am original identity. I will give you no sign but the sign of Jonah. <laughs> Come on, man. God, I'm your sign. Come on. Thank you, Lord. This is the word. Yes, Lord. That's your sign. Thank you, Lord. Blessed are those who don't need to see nothing. I wonder if anybody is blessed today. My God. You know that's where your blessing is? I'm blessed because I don't need to see nothing. <laughs> I'm blessed because I ain't got to see nothing. I can see what my children are being and I can still believe who they were. I'm blessed. I can see what my marriage be and I can still believe what my marriage were. I'm blessed. What a great blessing it is to be able to call something that never was in, the in time as though it was in eternity and see it in time. That's the blessed of the Lord. That's the blessed of the Lord. The people of God said, the people of God said, when the men came back, they saw the size of the grapevines it took them to carry it. And they're supposed to be entering this promised land. They see, they hear the report and they see these grapes. Said, listen, these are the grapevines. It takes multiple men just to carry the grapes. We are grasshop in their sight. They said, I mean, we can't do that. We can't do that. I don't want to go here. God sentenced them to death in the wilderness because they did not believe based off what they saw. What is unbelief? Unbelief is believing what you see. What is the expression and the boast of unbelief? I see, therefore I believe. That is unbelief. And you really believe what you see. You really believe it, but you're in unbelief. What is a believer? God said, Come on. therefore, I believe. I don't have to see nothing. And I will remain confident in this. 
I'm fully, fully persuaded. I'm fully persuaded. But your child, they're talking about making, giving your child medicine for ADHD. I'm fully persuaded. My, my child is whole and healed. You see, I heard God say that. That's foolish. That's foolish. It is. The wisdom of God is foolishness. If you see that as foolish, that just means you're perishing. The wisdom of God is foolish to those who are perishing. I'm free. You don't even sound right. You don't even sound right saying that. How can you be free after what you just did, after what you just said? Because of what God said. And I'm going to continue to believe that in the midst. And I will see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. What is eternal life? Eternal life is the ability to talk eternally while in time. Walk eternally while in time. Speak eternally while in time. So Gideon now, after he finally gets it, goes back to his group of men. And he says, y'all, this is what God has told me to do. Y'all come with me. 27,000 men came with him. He said, that's too many men. If I give you the victory like that, they're going to blame it on their strength, and they're not, they're gonna, they ain't going to give me the glory. He said, tell everybody they're scared to go back. 22,000 men left. Now, hold on. If you was that scared, why did you go anyway? Because I seen Gideon overcome his fear. I hope y'all caught that just now. What does that mean? That means if I can enter into my original identity, then I can call somebody else into theirs. I qualify to call someone else into original identity if I can enter into mine. They done never did that. All of them were scared because all of them was under the same father. <laughs> 22,000 went back. God narrowed it down to 300 men and then gave Gideon the victory. Everybody standing to your feet. I just want to pray. Um, I just want to pray. I always am, I'm always asking God about altar calls and stuff like that. You know, you just sit that in your spirit. But I'm going to tell you this, because I'm not going to do an altar call. And it's been very difficult. Um, we, we're not going to do an altar call, because I tell you what, we get so caught up sometimes on an experience happening here. Let me, let me explain something. Man. Let me explain something. You ain't even going to get the whole of what you're going to get from this word here. And not, not the douse, the flames of what altar calls mean and anything like that. There's nothing wrong with altar calls as led by the spirit. But, but, but you need to understand that I believe that some of you will leave here and you will start challenging yourselves to do what the word really has been doing. If y'all didn't notice, I didn't preach anything different. Right? This is in the line of, of the words that's been preached here. You'll leave here and you'll begin to speak. Right. That, that's the evidence of your belief is your faith. 
Faith is the evidence. Faith is the evidence. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I can't see it. But what's evidence that you believe it? My faith. What's evidence of your faith? Me speaking it confidently and boldly, even in the midst of blatant opposition and continuing to keep it no matter what happens. And I will see it and you will, too. And I'll share my faith with you without saying a word. You'll see me keep my faith. That's how I share my faith. You see what I'm saying? I believe that that's the charge that God wanted to give through his word is to leave here and speak and to begin to release yourself from the bondage of sight. From the bondage of sight that that says if you're here today and you say, you know, I identified myself by myself. I've never entered into original identity. I don't even know my original identity. Listen, allow the word of God to give you your identity. Don't look to any other source. Let the word give you your identity. And then what? Only believe. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we're grateful for your word. And we don't want to be naive to, to believe that there are individuals, in, that everybody in here has entered into their original identity. But there are those that are saying, God, you can't be with me. Look at my circumstances. There are those that are saying, I can't be who you say and who the word says I am. Look at what I'm going through. Look at what I see when I get in the mirror. But I, I thank you right now, God, that, that today the image we see when we look in the mirror, we understand as being conformed into the image of a God. Oh, God, and, and that we would put our faith in you. I thank you for grace to only believe. I thank you for grace to only believe. Everyone here that calls themselves believers but are really understanders. They have to understand. And, and believers that are, that are really analyticals. They have to analyze. Make every analytical a believer. Make every understander a believer. If you have to destroy and damage be to bring us into word. Then God allowed their soul to be touched by hell's fire that their soul might be saved. Thank you, Lord. Give us grace to lose confidence in who we be in this earth. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Finally, God, I pray that that you would give us grace to leave and tear down our father's idols. Thank you, Lord. Everything that's given us identity outside of you. Give us grace to leave and consciously and deliberately separate ourselves from it because of the faith that we have in who we are. Thank you, Lord. And we'll wait. After we tear down our father's altars, we'll simply wait for you to continue to download our original identity in us. Thank you, Lord. And we'll believe, we'll believe, we'll believe. Thank you, Lord. Bless every household, bless every family with the grace to believe. In your precious name we pray, amen.